Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. I'm here. And Drew Shepard. That's me. How you guys doing? Great. It's been like a month since we recorded, but, you know, we've obviously talked since then. So I guess y'all haven't talked, but I've talked to both of y'all. <laughs> John and I talk like every day, man. Since that, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. No, not um, through text or anything. It's all telepathically, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what's new, John? So we've been uh, we've been camping. Um, cool. So we got a pop up. I think I talked about that. Yeah, yeah. On a previous one, so we got a pop up camper, and uh, so we've been doing some camping, and we're going to do camping a couple more times this month. Um, so uh, maybe three more times, like almost every weekend this month, we're we're camping. So. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. How is uh camping in the pop-up with with the six of y'all? So it's not bad. The it's got a a queen, a full, and a twin bed. Okay. Oh, nice. And so uh in the two biggest beds are heated mattresses. Whoa, uh, so whoa, that's this pretty is, cool. This is a fancy pop-up. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> they they actually plug in and uh, you really don't even need the heat running when you have those, um, unless it gets really cold. Uh, and so, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. The kids love cool. it. Yeah. Not going to lie. Living in Florida pretty much my whole life, I did not know heated mattresses were a thing until yeah. just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Shauna has heated this weekend. So, Ooh. Man, it's Fall it's Creek May. Falls State Park. It's May yeah. and it's still in the 40s. Man. Yeah, at night it was. I always forget how cold it gets so late in the year. Is this so, abnormally yeah, cold? Yeah, it's a little abnormal. It's it's not normally this cold okay. at, uh, this time of year. But Got to watch those carbon emissions. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Going to introduce another ice age or something. Who knows? Something. Uh, Drew? So, what's going on? Uh, we're just actually getting back. We just got back probably 10 minutes ago from going to Epcot, went to the oh, yeah. Flower Garden Festival. Right, right. Yeah, because we were we were wanting to have you all over tonight and um, play some Final Fantasy VI, but yeah. turned us down for the mouse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We had made these plans <laughs> a month ago, <laughs> and we had partially actually forgot about it. Um, but, yeah, so we did that, and it was fun. Got to go around, try some different foods, and I mean, look at the different topiaries they have set up, which is always pretty cool. Uh, we were hoping to do what, the butterfly. which festival is it again right now? Flower and Garden. Flower and Garden, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, um, we actually did get to go see the new France Pavilion opening, the section that they've just opened for the Ratatouille ride. Oh, we're cool! Yeah, have a Remy topiary this year, so it was kind of neat to do all that. That's cool. John, so you know, you know what Ratatouille is, right? The movie. Yeah. Yeah. About the mouse that cooks. Yep. Um, Controls they, the guy on his head. And, yeah. 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 The uh, ride that he's talking about is actually, I don't know how old it is, but it's not a new ride. It's one that they are actually uh, taking from Disneyland Paris and moving mm, cool. to Epcot here. So you know kind of give a new crowd that experience um should be pretty cool i've heard great things about the ride i'm excited about going on it i think you're like a you're like mouse size and you're going through 
you're going through a kitchen and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's huge food all around you, that sort of thing. So it's, I, I believe it uses a lot of digital, uh, digital screens and sort of camera tricks and, you know, perspective tricks to make it feel like you're really small. So it should be pretty cool. Right. Some large cool. objects in there. So you feel like, you know, John, have you been to Epcot before? I have. Yep. Um, probably sixth grade was the last time okay. I got to go to Epcot. So yeah, but I've been. When's that family Disney trip where you're going to bring everybody down and, and stay with when, us and go to the parks yeah. with us? I don't think I'm ever going to bring all the kids with me to Disney <laughs> at one time. So. You will sometime. You got to sometime. Maybe when they, maybe when they have kids. Well, if, if not the kids, at least you need to come down because we've got, to, right. we've got to build a lightsaber together. We've got yes. to build a lightsaber together. Maybe when the Star Wars hotel opens, we can do a guy's weekend at the Star Wars hotel, the Star Wars hotel. So maybe my wife will kill me. So maybe a couple's weekend. Yeah, Yeah, that'll require some saving. I heard a price number on. Oh, I know it's it's like two and a a Disney Cruise price. Yeah, Yeah. they're like it's probably four to five. I was like hundred. Do you know what they're doing though, John? Have you heard about it? Yeah, I've I've kept up with it some. It's pretty awesome. You're like you have to be in character. I think they have like all the windows. As yeah, like, they're they're like not really windows, they're yeah. screens and um, really kind of weird. There's part of that that bothers me because there's no actual real outside windows, supposedly. <laughs> they just make it feel like they're outside windows. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I like it's going to be the, so like, the future of vacations. You'll just go. Uh, sure. Just go to your vacation room. Your hotel your is programmed for. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Well, isn't that what um, in Spider-Man Far From Home at the very end when Nick Fury was just like laying on the beach, you know, and you're thinking he's somewhere oh, yeah, on a tropical right. beach and then it pans uh-huh. away and he's really in a spaceship. So, right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Drew, what snacks did you get at Epcot? I've got to know this. All right. Do they have special snacks for, so I know for a lot of the Epcot festivals, like food and wine, obviously they've got all these pavilions set up and you can go and get food from all over the world. I love the Christmas one's probably my favorite. They do um, in December, they do a holiday version of that where you can go and get holiday treats for all the different, you know, all the different countries versions of those holiday treats. But what do they do the for Flower walk. Garden? The famous yeah, the cookie walk. walk is fun. Six, what is it? Five cookies and you get one free or something. Yeah. I mean, it's not worth it at all, but it's, it's so much not. fun to it's, do. It still. Yeah. I mean, the cookies are relatively inexpensive for Disney prices. They're like what, maybe three bucks each, two or three yeah. bucks each. Yeah. Three so, to four yeah. Um, so the three different places that I went to tonight uh-huh. is a local one an orange it's, you know, Florida oranges sort of that themed. And I got lobster with like an orange drizzle on top of it. And there was avocado and, palm heart mixed in there too that was really Mm. good Mm -hmm. then we went to the festival center and got a a salmon tartare with some little uh like mayonnaise aioli and some i think it was dill weed put on top of that okay that was real good and then in japan of course i had good it was a, a lobster and crab spicy ball that they had put on top of let's see i think it was cucumber and a little bit of horseradish on top or i mm. should say wasabi but so okay That's, that sounds fancy yeah, it was all good <laughs> are those special things they have for flower and garden right now yeah because when they're going i think next month 
yeah, actually, I think next month or maybe July, they switch over already to food and wine. It's, it's so serious? early this year. It's wow. so early this year. Man, but I also found a, out that they feels doing, like that's really late most years. Yeah, I mean, I'll double check, but um, you know, even the Magic Kingdom, not so scary Halloween. It's not called it this year, but it's basically what it is. It starts in August this year, actually, too. Hmm. Crazy. That's why they can make money. Man. They'll do it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, man, it's been so long. I feel like there's so many things I could, I could talk about here. Um, I think probably the biggest thing for me right now that I'm dealing with is I have, so I had COVID in December and I didn't lose my sense of taste, but I did lose my sense of smell completely. My sense of smell has never completely returned it's been really, really diminished, like, you know, 20, 25%, maybe I really have to make an effort to smell things in order to be able to smell them. I can, I could smell everything, or at least I thought, um, as far as I could tell, I could smell everything, but, but I, it, it was just weakened and my taste has, has felt like it's weakened since I got over the illness as well. Um, I didn't really get bad sick, uh, as I've talked about, but, but that was, that was the really the main effect. So about a week ago, all of a sudden, maybe a week and a half ago, all of a sudden, everything that I ate started tasting like, like it was burning or something. Um, and I noticed it when I was eating peanuts, I was eating nuts and there was just kind of a weird taste. And I was thinking, what is it? It almost tastes like these nuts are burnt. Um, and, uh, and then it ramped up and it got really bad for a day or two. And it literally just just tasted and smelled constantly. Like I had a mouthful of like three day old food garbage. Um, it was disgusting. Everything tasted like that when I wasn't eating, um, stuff still kind of tasted like it. And so I started, I started to realize there were certain things that were worse than others and, uh, and, and sort of only started eating those things that I knew were safe just cause I didn't want to taste garbage anymore. <laughs> It's disgusting. Um, and, um, the, uh, the, the main thing I've been eating is raisins lately, <laughs> just tons of raisins, <laughs> box after box of raisins because they taste normal. And then the other thing I've been eating, so I try to like all foods, but, uh, but I've never really loved peas. Like I'll eat them if they're there, I'll have a bite or two if they're already on my plate, but I don't go for them. And I'd rather not have them on, you know, on my plate in most cases, but they're one of the few things that like I can taste normally. So I've been eating like my entire meal, my main meal for the day will just be like an entire bag of microwaved frozen peas, microwave steamed frozen peas. I'll put a little salt and oil on them and, uh, and eat those. And then they taste normal. They taste, they taste actually pretty good relative to everything else. <laughs> um, and, and I'm, I'm, I've been experimenting and trying to figure out what I can eat that, that doesn't taste like trash. And tonight I discovered I can eat beans and eggs and maybe oats. I was a little unsure about the oats. The oats felt like they maybe had a little bit of a hint of that garbagey taste, but, um, but I've been eating really, really healthy <laughs> the past few days, really just natural foods and, um, uh, just cause so much stuff just tastes terrible to me right now. And the worst part is this. So, uh, this, 
not tomorrow, but the next day on Saturday, Sean and I are driving down to the Keys and we're going to go on a week-long vacation down there with some friends. And part of what we were going to be doing on that vacation is going out to eat every day. <laughs> now I'm not going to enjoy it. It's going to, it's unless, unless this just goes away all of a sudden, which from what I've been reading, it doesn't sound like it's probably going to, um, stuff's going to taste terrible on this trip. <laughs> and I'm going to be eating canned beans, frozen peas and raisins all week. <laughs> uh, that's what's so, for me. So my wife, uh, that actually happened to her. Oh, did it? Uh, oh, okay. The, the Pero yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was, what uh, they call it. yeah. So it was like, Everything smelled like body odor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like everything did. Yeah. Um, and so that wasn't great. And then I read about other people who like, you know, would constantly smell vomit and get right. really grossed out. And yeah, it's mm -hmm. weird. But no, she uh, she had it. I think she's over it now. But uh, but it lasted a little while. I mean, she had uh, COVID in November. And she just yeah. probably this month finally got over all that stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, the, um, the weird thing for me is that for the past few months, I've been able to eat anything and it didn't yeah. taste like maybe exactly right. Like it, the taste was diminished, but I kind of just attributed that to the fact that I didn't have my sense of smell back. And they say smell and taste are connected. So I thought, you know, eventually my smell hopefully will come back more and I'll be able to taste things better. But, but nothing has tasted bad until all of a sudden I go into December. It's like five months yeah. ago. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, it was, uh, it probably lasted about a month. I think it started last month and then. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So, so she didn't yeah, have Same it. with her. All right. I did read that yeah, it could it be a, a part of your body relearning to smell. Right. Um, which might, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing that I'm dealing with this because it could be an indicator that, that my senses are about to return to yeah. a more normal state. So I sure hope so. Um, some stuff you read online. I mean, I think every, it happens differently with everybody. Um, we go to, we actually go to church. I think I've mentioned her on this podcast before we go to church with a girl who still can't really taste very well months and months later. And then we went out to eat with some friends. Um, uh, you, you know, Jennifer from church drew, she, she has a garlic taste in her mouth while she eats everything right now. And so <laughs> she like, doesn't really want to eat dessert because garlic doesn't go good with dessert. But she's great with like pizza or Italian food or whatever. It's like it goes good with that. So <laughs> she only wants to eat things that garlic will go well with. So um, and I told her, well, you know, I, everything tastes like trash to me. She's like, man, I thought I had it bad. But <laughs> trash doesn't go well with anything. So um, it's weird. It's like the the random tastes and smells that people have. It's almost like, you know, those those beans from, from the Harry Potter books, the like birdies, every flavor yeah. beans. Yeah. And like, some of them taste like blueberries and some of them taste like, um, you know, buttered popcorn. Maybe. I don't know if it's probably not buttered popcorn because they wouldn't need to do something. So real as jelly bellies, <laughs> the best jelly bellies are buttered popcorn, jelly bellies. But, um, but uh, then some of them taste like vomit and some of them taste like, grass or something and so it's almost like we have a birdies every flavor bean effect everybody yeah. gets a different taste <laughs> jessica got body odor i got trash 
Jennifer got garlic. <laughs> Others get vomit. Yep. <laughs> Burning, you know, it's just what's your flavor? What's your what's your COVID flavor? So pretty strange. In the wheel. Yeah. So so I talked to one of our listeners. Um, oh, okay. Last week. And they uh-huh. said that that this is actually their favorite part of the podcast. Oh, um, <laughs> was, where we talk about nothing, <laughs> where we talk about stuff before we they, <laughs> they enjoy the Star Wars part as well. But they're like, hey, I really like listening to to y'all talk about just what's going on. That, you know, that's that's really entertaining. So cool. Awesome. Anyway. John, what's your favorite flavor of of Jelly Belly? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a huge Jelly Belly fan. Okay. I mean, I'll eat them, but yeah. So if you had a, if you had a, a, just a bowl full of jelly bellies in front of you, I'd just go with something safe, like a, like a blue one. I mean, they're all pretty safe. Just the black ones you have to avoid. Yeah. As long as you don't get a black one, you're fine. You know, the black ones, the black ones, I always pick up a black one and I'm like, I really hope this is chocolate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's either chocolate or licorice, and I can't. I don't like licorice. Drew, what's your favorite Jelly Belly flavor? Ah, can't even remember the last time I've had one. Maybe. Are y'all not Jelly Belly fans? Cherry? I don't. (laughs) Honestly, I I truly cannot remember the last time I've had one. Y'all need to go to a candy store and and just get a little baggie of buttered popcorn Jelly Bellies and toasted marshmallow Jelly Bellies too are also really good. So. Those are both great flavors, um, and just try them. And the well, butter about popcorn lemon jelly drop? bellies are in- incredible. So, lemon drop jelly bellies or mixed berry smoothie? Are you, are you reading a list of flavors right now? <laughs> He's googling. <laughs> oh, okay. Sizzling cinnamon. <laughs> I never knew they were so creative. I just called them like red and blue and green. <laughs> yeah, no, jelly bellies are always like the most authentic tasting jelly bean. You know. Do y'all like jelly beans? Am I the only one who likes jelly beans? No, I mean I'll I'll eat them. It, it would not be my first uh, first pick at a candy store for sure. Okay, I'm with John. Huh? Yeah. What's your first pick at a candy store? Something with chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, yeah, I was going to say a giant Reese's. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not like the regular ones. I'm talking like the thick yeah. ones. Oh so. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really like the uh, the Oreo balls that they'll often have at candy candy places mm-hmm. where it's just like. It's like a chewed up Oreo mm. um, dipped in chocolate. It's delicious. Yeah. Who wants to big, be a cake big pop candy so fan. bad? <laughs> I think they were they I think they were around before cake pops. I think cake pops are the imitators in that in that uh, <laughs> in then that I guess they're the superior imitator. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. They're good. They make peanut butter ones at a candy shop. Um close to my work i don't ever go actually it's terrible i love peanuts and peanut butter and nuts in general um and that's one of the things that is the worst right now all nuts um especially peanuts are just just absolutely revolting to me right now so cookies nasty just disgusting oreos horrible i didn't try oreos specifically but Miss Drew from church made her, her like, uh, that, that pudding chocolate oh, man, Oreo thing. So good. And, uh, I couldn't even smell it. Just made me want to vomit just smelling it. All right. It's time for Oral Wars. 
Who wants to go Horror first? Wars. I'll go first this week. <laughs> All right, Drew. Blue milk or skim milk? Blue milk. Skim milk is literally the most watered down thing you could drink that's not actually water. <laughs> Blue milk okay. has a Ugh. flavor to it. It's a little floral, but I'll take that over watered down milk any day. Okay, okay. So you're 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 using the Disney version of Correct. Blue Milk. Not the not the original version. I'll tell you what. Hang I on, would John. have said blue milk in the past. <laughs> Hang on, John. Until, Hang on. Uh, <laughs> until Luke milked the the, the creature. <laughs> not, not your turn yet, John. Not your turn yet. We can comment at the end. John, blue shadow virus or coronavirus? <laughs> uh, I mean, coronavirus. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, for sure. That wasn't. I, I got it. I'm okay. Things okay. don't taste burnt. Um, or like trash. So, all right. This video is now flagged on your podcast. That's right. The coronavirus <laughs> <been mentioned. laughs> it's gonna have. A, we're gonna get a little text bubble by all of our download screens. It says, um, "Click this link to see accurate information." That's from right. The CDC about coronavirus. CDC guidelines. <laughs> all right, Drew. Mon calamari or fried calamari. <laughs> <laughs> oh i i love food too much i love fried calamari it's crispy if it's done well it's salty savory a little marinara sauce it's perfect i love that stuff mon calamari they're a little silly it's like they're an octopus they have an octopus for a mouth almost like with all the tentacles <laughs> so <laughs> i'm going with fried calamari okay all right um the mon well we'll we'll address it at the end okay john boba fett or boba tea boba fett i know you're a big fan of boba tea but (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah boba fett's awesome i I don't know what else to say okay (sighs) this is a tough one (laughs) i need to check my check my facts let me do a quick fact check just to make sure I'm, i'm right I did hear there was a boba shortage, uh, boba tea shortage. Is there a boba fett shortage as well? I think we got plenty of boba fett coming okay. up in the near future on, on, That's right. on Disney That's Plus. True. I, oh, yeah. I don't think That's there's right. a boba fett shortage. I don't know. I didn't want people to panic by. <laughs> I mean, for like, you know, $7 a month, you can get all the boba fett you want That's anytime true. you want. So That's right. Boba um, tea, not so much. Boba tea. If I could get all the boba tea I wanted for seven dollars a month, it'd be in trouble. <laughs> a great deal. She's like seven dollars for one boba tea. I mean, yeah, right. maybe one and a half if you're lucky. Okay, Mon Calamari. What do you think Mon Calamari are, Drew? Tentacle mouths. These guys. That's who you're referring to. Yeah, like they're tentacle stuff down here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess I was I was thinking of those other guys that have like the really tentacly mouths. I thought that's who you're referencing. So I don't even know what those guys are called. I <laughs> squid faces that. Okay, I don't know. I don't know who to who to award this one to. Why don't you like skim milk, Drew? I grew up Why do you drink like skim milk? skim milk? So I like I like skim milk with my cereal. Okay, but I don't want to just drink. drink a glass of skim milk. Yeah, uh, but I do like skim milk with my cereal because then the cereal flavors the milk and 
Gotcha. I agree. Okay. Like if I was going to drink straight skim milk or straight whole milk, I'd go for the whole milk just because the consistency and flavor. Mm, um, mm, mm. But I don't think I will ever drink legit blue milk. Well, there's no legit blue milk, right? It's well, after, uh, after seeing it milked. <laughs> <laughs> See, Drew answered that one in the context of the Disney blue right. milk, though. Um, which is basically just sugar water. So I think it's it's just it's sugary coconut, sugary coconut milk and with rice a little, milk little flavor in it. Mix, so. So. Yeah, it's delicious. Oh but, yeah, you know, between that and skim milk, yeah, I might go with. No, I think I'd still go with skim milk because we grew up on skim milk. I love skim milk. I used to drink skim milk like yeah. glass after glass after glass and bowl after bowl of. So I'd eat like five bowls of cereal in a row. And man, just cover it in skim milk. And you can do that when you're, you couldn't do that with whole milk. You'd, be, you'd feel disgusting. But with skim milk, man, you can, skim milk is almost like a negative. It's like, just washes it down and, and makes room for more. It's wonderful. It <laughs> deceives your body. You're like, oh yeah, I can have another two or three bowls of Cinnamon Toast Crunch because there's no sugar in yeah. skim milk. So it sort of evens out, you know. Yeah, well, there's sugar in there's lactose. There's as much lactose in skim milk as there is in any other milk. The only thing they take out of skim milk is the fat. So I used to used to drink a lot of skim milk until I discovered that the process by which they make skim milk is is kind of weird and questionable. So then I switched over to whole milk and was like, you know, this is the more natural, natural choice here, obviously. And then I found out that whole milk is actually goes through the same, basically the same process of skim milk. They make skim milk out of it. And then they add a, spe- a very specific ratio of fat back into it. Mm. Not weird. Heavy whipping cream all the way, man. And the only way to really get milk is to buy it illegally or have a cow or have a cow. Yeah. yeah. I guess you can we drink your own friends. cows. Yeah. We have a friend that got a cow for that reason. Gotcha. Okay. They got a cow just so they could have raw milk. Yeah. Wow. And they were scared. The government was putting stuff in their milk. So <laughs> 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 maybe they were, maybe they were, <laughs> um, it is suspicious. All those got milk campaigns, aren't they? Gov- are they government sponsored campaigns? Uh, probably. probably. Oh. Weird. You know what? Uh, They're probably slipping coronavirus vaccine into all in the, the milk. milk. In well, the milk. Yeah. We're definitely flagged now. They sneak fluoride in for years. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to give that one to. I'm giving that one to, to John. For his coronavirus answer. I actually thought you'd pick blue shadow virus. And you surprised me there. So, um, Blue shadow virus is terrible. So is coronavirus. It's killed a lot of people. Yeah. And blue shadow virus is a pretend virus. It's not real. And at least at the end of blue shadow virus, you could at least like punch that silly doctor in the face. But blue shadow virus. (laughs) (laughs) One was weaponized and one wasn't. Well, was it though? Isn't it a cartoon that we're watching? <laughs> <laughs> and are you sure Which one am I talking wasn't about? weaponized? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> they want to know it if we put it in their milk. <laughs> Maybe milk is the means by which coronavirus yeah. was spread. 
It's and the that's why there. vegans don't catch coronavirus. And that's why you need to get your own cow. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about this arc. Um, we have an email, but we'll, uh, we'll do it at the end. Okay. So this arc, the, Clo- the Clovis trilogy, three episodes. We start out with Padme going and meeting with the bankers, negotiating some kind of loan or something. And Clovis walks in the room as a negotiator. Um, Drew, remind us about our history with Clovis. So Clovis, if we remember, uh, was with the Galactic Senate, but he betrayed them when he was, um, golly, he made some sort of agreement with um, the Confederacy of Independent Systems, and he was working with the Genotians to build a droid on their, not a droid factory on their planet. And then, you know, he got found out oh, okay, yeah. by Padme yeah. and Anakin, and so sort of got disowned there. Right. All right. So Clovis walks in. Padme obviously doesn't trust him. Has had a history with, she's had a romantic relationship with with Clovis at some point in the past. And I do remember in the last arc, there was some some tension between him and Anakin as a result of that. Uh, More specifically between Anakin and Padme as a result of that. Um, Clovis, though, goes and finds Padme after the fact and, and reveals to her that the bank is actually out of money and they're just pretending like they're stable when they're not. So he takes her away from where she's staying uh, close to, you know, where in the banker's facilities or wherever it is that she um, she's, she's supposed to spend the night. He takes her up into the snowy mountains to his own private residence. And she spends the night there. Nothing happens (laughs) as far as we know, Uh, but she spends the night. No, nothing happens. Uh, She spends the night there. And then the next day they basically go and work together to uncover that, uh, that fact. Um, but then they get arrested and the evidence of the deception gets put on a USB stick and Clovis ends up with it in his possession, but Padme ends up being thrown into prison. Um, Anakin goes a few days later and comes, he comes and picks up Padme. Padme doesn't have any, have any evidence of the banking deception. Um, but she's basically like, Hey, let's go over to Clovis's house and pick up this information so that we can, uh, we can expose this, 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 you know, deception, this, this corruption that's been happening, uh, this problem that, that we have in the banking industry. And Anakin gets upset because Padme has been spending time with Clovis and he didn't know about it. But he gives in, they go and visit Clovis's house. While they're there, they get attacked by the bounty hunter, Imbo, who we have seen before. He's got the, he's the guy with a shield hat. Um, and they end up, uh, having to, so he, he knocks out one of their ship's engines and they sled down a snowy hill on their, um, in, in, in their ship. And then he chases after him and skates down on his shield. And it's kind of a cool little scene, but they get away and ends up that Clovis and Padme and Anakin are all flying away together, heading back to, um, uh, heading back to Coruscant. Palpatine, actually gets on the phone with Embo at the end of that. And it's like, Hey, our mission was successful. I'll take care of it from here. So anyway, Clovis comes back and he is being treated as a traitor, the traitor that he is. He is a traitor. 
to the Republic. But he says, hey, I, look, I know I've got this passed, but my objective right now is to expose the bank. Uh, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to do anything else. I just want to expose the corruption at the bank here because that's a problem for everybody. It's a problem for the separatists. It's a problem for the Republic. And Anakin basically demands that Padme not work with him on, on doing this. Um, but she does anyway. Uh, so they go, he goes and tells Palpatine about it. Um, and Palpatine basically gives his blessing to, to pursuing this and, and trying to, trying to figure out a way to expose what's going on. Anakin walks in on Padme and Clovis working together and Padme has a really nice dress on and her makeup's all done up and Clovis is going in for a kiss and he loses it. He doesn't lose it like he's lost it in the past and go all dark Jedi, but he's angry and uh, gets into a fist fight with the guy. The guy's like, hey, don't use your force powers. And Anakin says, okay. And so they get into a fist fight instead of a force fight. But Anakin ends up using the force anyway against him. Um, At the end of it, Padme's really mad. And she says that her and Anakin need a break. So Anakin's obviously pretty upset. But then at the end, Clovis ends up being appointed by mutual agreement of both the separatists and the Republic to run the bank. Um, Dooku and Palpatine are actually the ones behind this, though. So when the bankers also give their blessing and put Clovis in charge, Palpatine, or excuse me, Dooku gets on the gets on the uh, hologram with Clovis and says, "Hey, we're going to raise the rates on the Republic." And while Clovis resists for a minute, eventually he basically is forced to give in. Uh, because it's Dooku. You can't, I mean, if you defy Dooku, you're going to get killed. So um, the Republic, the separatists then send in an invasion. Padme, so Clovis announces this while Padme is there on the banking planet, announces it to Padme. Padme sends off a message. The separatist ships come in. Padme's trapped. So the Republic sends in their forces, and there's a big space battle uh, between the clones and the droids. Anakin comes in and is trying to find Padme to save her. He finds her. But she's with Clovis. Um, I don't remember exactly how it all goes down, but but at, at, at some point, Clovis is basically holding Padme hostage and saying, hey, uh, don't kill me. Um, I'm I'm it's not my fault. It's Dooku's fault. He tricked us all. He's the one behind all this. Um, and an explosion goes off. Anakin ends up with Padme in one hand and Clovis in the other hand, and they are dangling over um a far you know a long drop where they would fall to their death should he let them go um he can't hold them both he's trying to save them both but he can't hold them both and clovis willingly releases his hand and falls to his death so that anakin can save padme well this all ends with the banking clan basically deciding that palpatine ought to be in control of the banks and that uh, apparently was Palpatine's intention all along. Uh, he has now added a new element of power to his plot. John, how intrigued were you behind this this banking corruption? Not super intrigued. Okay. Yeah. How about the relationship between Padme and Anakin and, and what we saw with it? So that... Uh... Anakin getting angry was my favorite part. All right. Um, just because, you know, like seeing him get kind of kind of irrational and um, act out of anger just because that's, uh, that's what ultimately leads to the rest of the saga, right? So, uh, 
Yeah. Okay. Drew, what was your favorite part of this arc? Oh gosh. Um, was there anything that stood out as, and that was the moment that's, that's really what I liked the best this time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's in depth. I don't know if I want to hit it. I mean, right. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So on Disney plus the making of the Mandalorian that I, I promise this is going somewhere. The okay. making of the Mandalorian. Right. Um, I think it's episode two. Uh, John Filoni does this amazing. Dave sen- Filoni. I'm sorry. Dave Filoni. Thank you. Yeah. Does this. I'm looking at John's name. Dave Filoni does this amazing synopsis of how episode one, two, three, four, five, six, all tied together. And I had watched that just before we had, I had seen this episode. And one of the things that Dave Filoni said was how Qui-Gon Jinn was the father figure that Anakin needed for stability. And that's why it was so such a huge deal when Darth Maul actually killed Qui-Gon Jinn because he lost that father figure that he needed, you know, and he lost his mother and he was left with Obi-Wan, which was a little bit more of a brother type figure, less of a father, more of just a brother. Okay. And when that moment came, when Obi-Wan confronted Anakin in this arc, And, you know, he tried to have that awkward, I know something's going on with you and Padme. I don't know. Mm, what. I mean, nothing was explicitly stated, but he made it very clear that I know there's something going on here. I used to have feelings too, you know, and by him sort of sharing that, it's implied that, yeah, I know you have feelings for her. And then just knowing what we know about what happened, that to me was just such a cool scene because after hearing Dave Filoni talk about it and then seeing this part of the arc and just how it all ties in, I just thought it was very, very well crafted. Okay, cool. I'll tell you when, when that scene happened and I didn't mention that in the synopsis, but basically Obi-Wan, uh, I don't, do you remember when that happens? He's basically, he says something about what Yoda wanted or what Yoda said and Anakin is angry about it. And, and that's right. Anyway, him comparing what Anakin feels about the situation to what he felt about Satine. Actually, to me, the, the thing that popped into my mind was one of the things you're not really supposed to do when you're trying to empathize with somebody. And John, you may disagree with this in your interrogation techniques. But one of the things you're not really supposed to do when you're when you're actually really trying to, you know, to hear somebody out or help somebody or um, whatever is to basically say, oh, I know how you feel, right? Uh, because that is very likely not true. Um, your situation that you've dealt with isn't the same as another person's situation. Your grief or your struggle isn't the same as another person's struggle. And so while there, there's maybe a way to relate, uh, you, don't, you don't comfort someone by telling them that you know how they feel. At least that's what I've heard. And that makes sense to me. Um, And with this, while Obi-Wan obviously knows that Anakin has feelings for Padme, he has no idea of the extent of it. They're married. They're married. This is different. This isn't him and Satine. Satine was just the, you know, the woman that he slept with and spent a little time with and and developed some infatuation with. 
this is the person that Anakin has decided to make the most important person in his life and has actually gotten married to her um, and has a much, much deeper relationship with her than, than I think Obi-Wan ever had with Satine, at least as far as we know. Um, and, uh, and so that was my feeling. It was like, yeah, he's, he's relating that, but that's falling on deaf ears because Anakin knows a little bit about Obi-Wan's relationship with Satine and can look at himself and say, nah, this is not like you and Satine. The way I feel about Padme is very different from that. Yeah. And he's real buddy, buddy, like, you know, with Obi-Wan. Whereas, you know, if he maybe had that stricter father figure to sort of knock him back in line, you know, it. who knows what could have been. So, Yeah. John, any thoughts on any thoughts on that, John? Uh, no, but I, I definitely think uh, I think Obi-Wan's always known something's going on. And again, he's he doesn't take those steps that he should have, but it's almost. Um, it, and, and I read something recently like Obi-Wan really probably felt like he he is the one that failed Anakin. Right. Um that once Anakin turns to the dark side, it's basically Obi-Wan's fault because there were multiple times where he should have taken that stance and didn't right. where he could what have saved him particularly of, of more of the, uh, like the master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, master, right. the father, the sure. No, we're going to stop this right now type of thing. Right. And this is why before it got to the point of <laughs> marriage or, sure. you know, um, and I, I saw something that basically when, uh, when Anakin dies, um, becomes Vader, right? Um, that, that is when Obi-Wan Kenobi dies and becomes old Ben. Mm. Um, because he is now, uh, he's failed. He's a washed up old failed master. Right. Uh, and he's old Ben, this crazy old hermit now. Um, until later when he sees Luke, he has a change of heart. Um, but I don't know. Cool. Well, we'll find out how true that is in That's the near right. future. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> when the Disney plus Obi-Wan series comes out, there are a few things in my life that I'm more excited about than the Obi-Wan Disney plus yeah, series. Absolutely. Um, just like a dream come true. Like if I, if I were to imagine like what, you know, if we at some point do a, uh, a series where we try to pitch the next TV, um, you know, TV series, live action TV, Star Wars thing that, or maybe not live action Star Wars thing that, that Disney plus should, should put on um, related to Star Wars. Uh, kind of like we did with the movies back on episode eight. If this wasn't it, this is it. I mean, this is what I would want. <laughs> this is what I want Disney to do is to tell me more about what happened to Obi-Wan on, on Tatooine and, and all the time in between uh, episode three and episode four. So super pumped about that. And, and I think we are going to find out more about Obi-Wan during rebels as well. So when we, if we, you know, if we transition over to rebels, which I hope we will, um, then, then I believe we're going to find out about Obi-Wan there. Uh, cause I'm pretty sure Obi-Wan is, is a part of that. And I've seen a scene or two that I wish I had from rebels that, um, that, uh, you know, definitely give an indication that we're going to find out some more about Obi-Wan in that series. 
you know, I, I don't have a ton to say about this arc, to be honest. It was very unnecessary, I would say. Um, even though there were a few moments that was like, oh, okay, here's here's Anakin getting angry again. Here's Anakin's passion for Padme again. Here's, you know, the jealousy that Anakin has toward Padme again. Here's the marital uh, turmoil again. It was all again. Nothing was new. It was just, yeah, we've seen all this before in a different format. Really, the only significant thing about this arc, you know, plot-wise, is Palpatine now controls the banks. That's also very unimportant. Because <laughs> whether he controls the banks or not, his plot's going to go fine, you know. Um, so it kind of demonstrates that Palpatine is, is getting more and more power. And you can tell he's kind of on the verge of being able to really, you know, pull the final strings and but nothing of consequence really happened in this arc that said i didn't have anything negative really to say about it there was nothing i was like oh i hated that you know it was just sort of i enjoyed watching it i didn't love watching it but but um felt very unnecessary but not painful i guess i would say i thought it was beneficial how they did give a little background information on the banking claim that's something that has come up in the past. And, you know, really, you all know my history with Star Wars. It's pretty much the movies and what we've got to the Clone Wars. And so yeah. hearing that, I'm like, okay, I don't know anything about that. So it was a little enjoyable for me to actually say, oh, well, this is what it looks like, you know, actually get a visual of what it and how it sort of works. So I did enjoy that aspect of a little bit of it. Okay. Where has the banking claim come up in the past? Is that is that in the movies or is it in some of the other episodes we've watched? I don't really remember. I know it's been referenced before. Um, okay. But I'd have to go back and research okay. exactly where. I wasn't very impressed with the banking claim either. Just, they were just a, I guess it was a new race that we haven't seen before, but it wasn't a very interesting race. Just kind of these long-faced aliens. But anyway, John, anything else to say? No, I kind of agree. Um, it wasn't painful, but I was glad it was over. Like, yeah. yeah. Glad I didn't have to watch a fourth episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've glad been doing a lot of four uh, episodes arcs. arcs. Right. <laughs> this one would have been fine as two. Huh. It was, uh, yeah, nothing really new explored for me yeah. that had any real significance. So. so give it a ranking. A six. Okay. Drew? I'm going with the seven. All right. Six. For I me. did like the Embo chase too. So, oh yeah. The Embo chase was, was pretty cool. Uh, it gave me some James Bond vibes skating down a snowy hill, yeah. shooting guns at each other. I, just, I feel like James Bond does that every other movie, you know, he probably mm -hmm. only did it once, but it's one of those things that obviously we're going to, you know, we're going to get on our skis and shoot guns at each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I like that. I liked that too. Any of those cheesy action things I really like. So, um, yep. So six, seven, six, let's go to our emails. This email comes from Tyler Boyd. Hmm. Order 66. We all know about order 66, but what about orders one through 65? <laughs> what do you think some of those orders were? John? So one of them would have to be uh, uh, probably like pick up, uh, I don't know, a coffee for Palpatine or something. 
Okay. Like execute order two. And he's like, excuse me, sir. He's like, do it. Uh, <laughs> he brings him a Mountain Dew instead. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> Gets shot. Gets force choked. Right. Do oblivion. Yeah. Drew, can you think of an order? One through 65. That is such a great question. Truly, that has never <laughs> crossed my mind until this exact moment. <laughs> such a random number. Just only 66. What? Man. Uh, do you no think idea. do you think he executed those other orders or do you think he was ever like execute order four <laughs> or or <laughs> what if they're different yeah maybe not maybe there were other things they were programmed for like normal things yeah like what if what if he was like execute order 65 on accident and they all started like cleaning <laughs> <laughs> It's like now cleaning zombie or YMCA starts blaring over every speaker in the galaxy and they all just young man. (laughs) (laughs) He had a whole list of things. 66. I mean execute (laughs) order. Or what if it's like uh, a program, like all the executions failed until they got to 66. They're like, oh, this one actually works. Right. (laughs) I could see, uh, you know, the scene where they're walking up behind Yoda. Yeah. And Yoda feels them coming and takes care of them. Yeah. So I could see that happening with uh, uh, exit uh, uh, order 64, like the YMCA. (laughs) And then Yoda (laughs) just slashes them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, here's Tyler's ideas. Order okay. number one. Do not talk about order number one. <laughs> order number 17. Go to Galaxy's Edge and purchase a Wookiee cookie. Deliver it to Palpatine. Do Similar it. to your coffee uh, coffee idea there, John. Order number 22. Make sure Han shoots first. Order number 36. Take turns prank calling Darth Maul. It will drive him crazy. <laughs> Order number 57, remove all investments from Alderaan-based businesses. Um, and that's all he had. He just said, what else do you have? So, Interesting question. I, I wonder, all if, sorts I wonder of if there's things. any official lore. There's got to be official lore about there the There probably wars, is. So. Maybe we'll find out. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got for this week. Anything else you guys want to mention before we go? Let's talk about what we're going to watch for next time. I'm not going to say next week. Um, maybe it will be. Maybe it won't be. I'll be in, in Key West, but I could probably still record. So not Key West. I'll be in the Keys. We're staying well, in Marathon Everybody else Key. is eating Key Lime Pie. That's right. Yeah. And you'll yeah, be eating yeah, raisins I'm do a podcast. doing your podcast. <laughs> so you'll be partying in Key West. Um, so the next time we meet, we'll be doing the Disappeared Duology Episode 608 and 609, The Disappeared and The Disappeared Part 2. Okay. Great. Two episodes. Be a little bit of a light load for us. And when is the book? How many weeks away or how many episodes away are we from the book? From the the comic. Let's see. There are three um, sections, three arcs between Three arcs in between us and the part one of the book? Yes. Mm. Now, so aren't four, there story four reels? If you include, yeah, the story reels. Um, okay. And then 
the bad batch story reels, but I think those are actually episodes now in season oh, seven. Oh, so okay. We'll have to look that up and make sure because there's no reason to watch the story reels if they've been made into episodes. Right. Um, and then after that point, is it safe? I'm asking, is it safe then to start watching Bad Batch or no? Do we know that yet? Because I've not done I, any research at all. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't want to get spoiled. Right. Um, I got a, actually got a text from Tyler and he said, uh, have you seen Bad Batch yet? And I was like, no, I haven't seen it yet. We're going to we, we haven't even finished watching the Clone Wars. And he said, well, don't watch Bad Batch until you're done with the Clone Wars. So we oh, might just okay. take his advice on that and and just wait until we're done. But uh, we, we will make sure if it is, I don't know if this, maybe the story reels are just an introduction thing uh, that, that kind of go before it, but we'll figure it out before we decide to skip it or whatever. So, cause who knows if, if it even fits chronologically in the same place anymore, they could have changed some fundamental elements of it to make it take place later or, or whatever brought yeah. in elements from those into the new ones. So I think those are still considered Canon. Um, but do a little research and we'll figure it out by the time we get there and decide whether or not we need to skip it. Cool. Cool. I'm still interested to, is, are those the only, is that the only story reels week that we would have had? Uh, the crystal crisis on Utapu story reels and then the bad batch story reels and then the dark disciple. Gotcha. And the okay. Comic dark. Disciple so we still comic. have the other, the, that first batch of story reels that we would need to do. So, right. Yeah. So that should be, possibly the only story real we'll have okay all right cool uh john or not john uh listeners if you want to email us you can send an email to star wars brothers podcast at gmail.com or i think you can send it to the star wars brothers podcast at gmail.com as well and it'll forward it um and thanks for listening 